0: we are back for another episode hi claudia how are you how are you i'm great thank you so much for again for the time yeah yeah i'm feeling
1: good i'm feeling good and today's gonna be a really really great episode um so last last time we met we spoke about being undocumented right and today i just want to go a little bit more in depth on what it means to be undocumented so what do you
0: what did it mean for you to be undocumented in the u.s well, when I arrived, that's a good story. When I arrived, I came with my tourist visa, and I think my tour my tourist visa was um, um what uh, granted for six months so technically for six months, I was okay right mm-hmm. i I was um I was allowed to be here, but the goal, since I decided to move here to New York was to stay. So I knew that, you know, the day I arrived in New York city, I forgot about my tourist visa, right? (laughs) So like that was, that was my goal. I am going to stay here. And at that moment, I didn't know. I made the conscious decision to stay in this city without knowing how am I going to Mm. become legal in quotes at some point, I just didn't know. But that's the chance I took. Um, so, what does it mean, um, or what did it mean to me to be undocumented for seven years? Um, I think it was almost seven years. I arrived here in 2000. No, it was actually, yes, seven years. <laughs> I arrived in 2000 and um, the process for my legal papers started in 2001, mm. so I count seven years because of when I arrived here, right,
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, 2000. but the legal process started in 2001, and I might have mentioned this before that it was through my dad, mm-hmm. um, because he lived here and from his 20s to his 30s, and he became a legal resident in New York. So it was through him that I was able to do my uh, legal papers. But when I decided to come to New York in 2000, there was no plan for my dad to come to New York in 2001. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that was not the plan. So it was technically on me. I, I would have to figure out again how to, if at some point I will become legal. But in 2001, um, my dad, Uh, decided to come to New York because um, we were experiencing financial hardship back home and so he felt that he needed to come to New York and work hard and pay his debts in Colombia and he came and when he came he started the process for him to become... Well, first of all, we didn't know if he was going to be allowed to re-enter the country. So that was another challenge. Mm-hmm. And that's another whole story. <laughs> because he left here as a resident. And thankfully, you know, God, I don't know, it just... It was a miracle that he was allowed back in with his residence uh, papers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't yet a citizen and he was allowed to come back. And when he came back in 2001, he made his process to become a citizen. So that all of that stuff was, is again, like a a miracle story. So when that happened to him in 2001, he said, okay, let's do your papers in 2001, but we didn't hire a lawyer. We just went and and printed out a form and we (laughs) fill it out ourselves. And I think I might've mentioned that before. And that was it. So the papers are gone and let's see what happens. From that 2001, it would take six years till 2007 for me to receive those papers. But even though we had applied, I had no, um, no uh legal support like mm-hmm. no i wasn't sti- i was still not allowed in the country and the reason being is because i think i, I might have mentioned before that my papers were lost mm-hmm. and and so basically no one had looked at them so i was literally like yeah just uh, and uh, completely abandoned mm-hmm. and it would take Five years for me to figure it out that the papers were lost, mm-hmm. and to for a friend of mine to to contact someone in immigration and ask like, "Where is this application?" Uh-huh. So it would take five years to to figure that out. So during that process, talking about challenges, I was completely adrift. Mm-hmm. You you have no support as an undocumented person. You You can't open a bank account under your name Mm -hmm. back then. I don't know how it is now. Perhaps now you can get an ID or something. But back then, I couldn't have uh, a phone under my name. I couldn't build any credit. I couldn't. I. I, You basically don't exist. Mm -hmm. So I think that to answer your question, you don't exist, Mm -hmm. and that's a challenge if you want to build a life in a place, right, and have a future and in, in a specific place, and for me that was New York.
1: Yeah, and definitely so many challenges, right? When you're not able to open a bank account, right? It's like, you don't exist here, right? Um, now, I wanted to know more about some of the challenges that you went through being undocumented. I know before we spoke about um, the financial aid, being able to apply for college, that was a, a struggle, right, being undocumented. What are some other challenges that you faced?
0: Yeah. So, well, in addition to that, that I couldn't receive financial support for school, I, um, I had no other. Um, I couldn't. I wasn't able to do anything that a normal person will be able to do. Cause kind, kind of like again, like opening a bank account or. Or having your phone number. Actually, it's funny because at that time you had beepers. I don't know if you even know what I, that is. No. Yes. I've heard of it, but I'm not really sure what. It is. Yeah. So I had a beeper. Imagine uh-huh. that. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, you would get a message, and then you would go to the payphone and pull. I mean, crazy, right? Um, so even I think that I was able to maybe get a beeper, but mm-hmm. I don't think a phone, a cell phone. And cell phone were kind of new. I mean, it's just yeah. really fascinating how the you know the world has changed. But you know, Steph, I think that separate from what you can do or like, the you know, the normal kind of stuff that you as a as a human being may need. I mean, in addition to all the basics, clearly, but, you know, again, like a, a bank account or something else to communicate with people. It's more of the intangible effect that mm. it has on a person, I think. Because I can't tell you about, again, like all the things that I didn't have access to, but it's what it does in your psyche. It's mm. just the long lasting impact mm. that being undocumented can have in a person. Mm. And I think that for me, I was able to heal that, right? Because I was able to, at some point, receive, right, that legal mm-hmm. So. To a certain extent, I think that that helped me heal mm. what the, you know the, the challenges that I had to go through. But if that were not the case, you know, you just continue. I imagine feeling that way for your life, mm. like, like this person that is not counted, that it mm-hmm. doesn't exist, and and that must be very hard. Yeah. And and you know what I th- I think about that is. For all the immigrants that unfortunately are undocumented that kind of do what I did and I continue to do, work hard in a country that is not yours. Mm-hmm. For, I would say the main reason, which I hear often and or always, and that I have lifted myself, that you do it because you're just looking for better opportunities. Mm-hmm and and that's a huge good reason to support immigrants mm-hmm. right so as someone that experienced that that i moved i moved to new york city with that goal and so i do believe when immigrants from everywhere say we want to come here because we want we're looking for better opportunities mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that is the reality So, you come to a country and you're working hard and you you know it's interesting this is very interesting you don't get legal documents. You are not a, an accepted you know, legal resident of the city, but you do get a tax ID. <laughs> How crazy is yeah. that? And so you do get, you don't get a social security number, but you do get a tax ID. And so for any work that you're doing, you have to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Also, you and for me, I always say. Also, I'm good enough to pay taxes for this <laughs> country, but I'm not good enough for you to recognize me as a legal person mm-hmm. here that mm-hmm. is working in your home. So that is that is a is is a situation stuff that again I was able to become legal at some point. But for someone that is not, and you and you're working hard just to better yourself, better your family, but not being recognized. in in a country that you decided to move just for better opportunities is a really tough situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, that is
1: definitely very tough, right? Feeling like you don't exist in a country, especially now that I heard it, because I didn't even know that. Having to pay taxes, even like you're not being recognized as a human here, but I'm good enough to pay taxes. Mm -hmm. It's kind of contradictory, right? Exactly. Um, But now that I'm hearing more of that, I just wanted to know, Was there a fear of living in the US, right? Because I know a lot of people when they're undocumented, they sometimes have a fear, right? Of am I gonna get caught, right? So in your experiences, was there that kind of fear that of being here?
0: Well, I it's just interesting because when you are undocumented, you kind of find work where, you know, that that You're able to work and mm-hmm. make some make a living, right? Um, but yes, uh, I mean, so I was able to do that. I was able to work and and go to school. But I remember I now that you asked, I remember one one year in particular. I don't remember what year it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe they changed administration, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But from night to day, it there the message was. That people are just going to go, I guess, police or who knows when to, um, you know, let's say companies or uh, job, you know, to employers mm-hmm. and ask them, like, are you h- hiring undocumented people? Oh, mm-hmm. And I remember that very clearly. And that that was a, a scary moment because what's going to happen? <laughs> but technically, at that moment, I do remember I was waiting for those papers that were lost, right, mm, so, mm-hmm. but I, I, because they were lost, I have, normally, when you apply to become legal, you start getting letters, mm-hmm. like, okay, so you're pro, your process, you know, your papers are in process, of course, mm-hmm. you have something to show, but mm-hmm. I didn't have anything because they were lost, mm-hmm. so, technically, I had nothing to show for myself, so I, te- yeah, literally, I, you can just throw me out, so... I remember that nothing happened no one went Mm -hmm. to my employer nothing happened but i remember that hearing that Mm -hmm. okay someone can show up here and ask the employer if you're um, hiring undocumented people and and that was a scary moment so that goes to that what i mentioned about that trauma Mm -hmm. right that is more about yeah again you don't have access to things but it's more about the psyche about the psychological effect that that has Mm -hmm. in a person that you are Constantly thinking, okay, am I going to be caught and Mm -hmm. am I going to be thrown out or, right? So it's a combination of not having access because that's really important as an undocumented person. Maybe today, luckily, unfortunately, they're working to make things better, right? So like that as an example, or in Mm -hmm. New York City, being the the awesome place that it is, you can get an ID even if you're undocumented. Yeah. During my time, you, you couldn't, mm-hmm. right? You, you just couldn't. So, I I feel that today is a, you have a little bit more access, fortunately, mm-hmm. but it's still not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. And I wanted to comment on that, right? Like now we do see a little bit of those changes, right? From two thousand to twenty twenty one, we have seen a little bit of progression. Like you said, definitely not enough. Um, and a lot of people always comment, right, or say things like, "Oh, um, Im- doc- uh, undocumented people are trying to come here to take our jobs," right? Uh, and there's different stereotypes. And I just wanted to hear your your thoughts on that. Like, what do you what do you think about that? Those different stereotypes regarding the
0: undocumented people. Definitely, yeah, that stereotype that people are, immigrants are coming to other countries to take their jobs or to steal culture or i don't believe in that
1: mm-hmm.
0: i believe that if the immigrants that are coming to your country are looking for better opportunities and i looking not only for that but to better themselves then they, they those immigrants are gonna make your country better mm-hmm. right so like for, me, for instance for me i i moved to this country and i everything that i've done in the past 21 years is to is everything I could to better myself, mm-hmm. and after twenty-one years, I am now helping other po- the, the rest of the population mm-hmm. in New York City through my work. So, based on again, like at the stereotype, you can't generalize, right? There mm-hmm. may be people that may do different things uh, when they immigrate to other countries that may not help the country, mm-hmm. and, and in that case that that i don't believe in that but i believe that if people are doing it for the right reasons to again to grow as a person and to create a better future for them and for for their families then that should be uh, um those people should be supported Mm -hmm. and i use i would use that question to there are other countries that do amazing um they have great immigration pathways Mm -hmm. right so canada for instance i know based on people that i know you go there and 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 you can sign up to this you know path and and you can learn the the language you can um work uh Mm -hmm. you get your paperwork uh your legal papers and I believe I don't recall if it was a year or two that after if you show right mm-hmm. that you are working that you are learning the customs the language mm-hmm. that you really want to become part of the, the culture, then you get your legal residence. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that should be everywhere, mm-hmm. right? It's I a smooth process, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Right, that you show because I do believe in that that you show that you really mm-hmm. you know are coming here for the good reasons, mm-hmm. right? Because some people may not do right things Mm -hmm. and and yeah and, and that doesn't help any country in the world but if you're moving to a place for all the the right reasons to again to better yourself then you should be allowed a path to immigration and and the united states should do you know she would model after good immigration policies like that one i yeah. believe that as a, a good example
1: yeah definitely and i definitely agree with you right there are people that come here because they want to find those great opportunities right maybe in their country they were living in poverty there was no jobs maybe there's war so many reasons why people leave their country of origin to come to another one mm-hmm. right um and i thought that was so powerful right and because people do come here for great opportunities there may be people that you know, take they, they don't do it, but for the most part, people
0: come and get those opportunities. Uh, most you know. people do stuff, and I actually, to your point about people leaving their countries mm-hmm. and move to a place that is not theirs, mm-hmm. I do believe that in order for you, like because I did it too, to leave your hometown to go up to another place, you don't do that unless you're trying to better yourself Mm -hmm. in my case i wasn't running away from from violence but Mm -hmm. i do believe that there is situations where the 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 current living experience in your country is so hard Mm -hmm. that you need to go somewhere else and those people should be supported.
1: yeah no for sure and i've heard that constantly right one of the main reasons why people leave is for because of jobs Mm -hmm. and because of the government Mm -hmm, right sometimes the governments are corrupt or you know and they have to leave right um so yeah definitely true um but now right you 2000 2007 that whole process right now looking in 2007 you got your legal papers right how did you feel when you
0: became legal in the u.s oh my god Steph I don't think I would ever forget that day ever well after what i told you that through my friend they found the papers and all that that once they actually were looking at the application it took i don't remember maybe a year or so for me to uh, to get my papers but i forgot to tell you one thing i when my dad completed the application for me again a miracle God sent miracle that year in 2001 they came up with this new law mm-hmm. so if you're applying to become legal and you have imagine this and you have overstayed your visa you can get your papers oh you only need to pay a thousand dollars I mean Ooh. how crazy is that yeah, that's not easy <laughs> that, no, that's like a law for my case yeah so when we completed the paperwork mm-hmm. um i okay so i remember the day so i got all the letters you get all this letters and you need to do this and you need to do that whatever so i got the the appointment to go to i believe to newark mm-hmm. to pick up my green card mm-hmm. and that day i needed to to come with a check for a thousand dollars in 2007 yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so it was summer, and I I, I took the train. I went to Newark, and it was this big building. And I woke in. It was empty. It was summer. And it was just so easy. I went to this office, and the, the building was empty. I remember that. And I went to an office. It was There was this white guy, and he just said, okay, come in. I sat there in that office, and he said, okay, sign here, and here's your green card. Wow. Yeah, and I left that office, I got in the elevator, I walked out the building, and look at the meaning of that car, Mm -hmm. and I walked out and I said, oh my God, I'm free. One thing that I didn't tell you was, I came to New York, and, and I was in an open city that has many wonderful things to offer, right? But I saw New York for seven years as being in jail because mm. I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. I mean, I could travel within the U.S., mm-hmm. which I might have done with a boyfriend, you know, maybe of Miami or something. <laughs> yeah, But I couldn't leave this country. Yeah, and so New York was my... My jail, like I could, I, could, yeah, I can't start. go anywhere. I mm-hmm. can go anywhere, and they will tell you, you know, during that seven-year process. Oh yeah, you can go. You can, you can leave, but mm-hmm. if you leave and we decide that we want to start your process from zero, then we will start the process mm-hmm. from zero again, and you have to wait in your country. Yeah. Who wants to take no, that risk? No. So I wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, so I, the feeling of. Now I can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Now I'm free. Now I have a name. Now I exist. Mm -hmm. It's it's like, and you know, the interesting part is that you're still the same human being. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's interesting because you're looking at people and it's not like they're looking at you like, oh, now you're legal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like internally, I was like, oh my God, I'm free. Uh But can people see that I'm free? You know Uh what I mean? But no, yeah. it was the same individual. Yeah. But it was just because of that, you know, looking at that green card. It was. It, I think it's just it's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's a
1: crazy experience. Yeah, and like the green card, right? It just gives you more opportunities that you had, you didn't have before, right? So, um, I wanted to know, like, once you got the green card, you felt like free, right? What was the first thing that you did? What was the first thing that you did once you got your legal document?
0: Well, I at the time I, I had a, a boyfriend and I <laughs> I I went to Mexico City with him. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I did. That was the summer, and that was his way to celebrate, you know, celebrate. celebrate with me. Like, okay, now you can go uh-huh. anywhere. So we went to Mexico City. But I hadn't gone to Colombia in seven years. Wow! Right. Mm-hmm. So I got that green card in the summer, and so I went to Mexico City in the summer. But I. Yeah, I, I went to Colombia in December of 2007 for the first time since I moved to New York in oh. 2000. And that was huge stuff mm-hmm. because, and people, you know, I always say that because people may think, oh, that's ridiculous. But when I arrived home in 2007, in December, I didn't know where I was. Wow. So you get so immersed mm-hmm. in this new reality. My new reality was New York, mm-hmm. right? And and I, all, all the streets, all everything I saw was New York City. Mm-hmm. Everything. So my mind, you know, it only worked in New York City. So when I went back to where I was born and where I lived for twenty years, yeah. I, w- I had no idea where I was. Meaning, when my parents picked me up and and they took me home, and if they, they would have left me in the street somewhere. You wouldn't know? I wouldn't know how to get home. Wow. And that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and, Yeah. And, and until this day, people might think, that's ridiculous. It's a, no, it's how your mm-hmm. mind works is so powerful. Mm-hmm. It took me three weeks to feel like, okay, now I'm back. Now mm-hmm. I know where mm-hmm. I am. Now I know my streets. And the other funny part was that, for me, so this is another thing about being an immigrant. Here and we might have spoken about this before, but here I have an accent, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I don't know if maybe today I still have an accent every I mean with the next twenty years I may have an accent, mm-hmm. right? And when I went back home and I was speaking, you know, hanging out with my friends, to them I spoke funny. Really? Yeah. So I, it was seven years. They said, like, you speak funny. So it was, to me, it was like, okay, I I don't make sense in New York. And then now I I come here and you tell me that I speak funny, I speak Mm -hmm. the same way that you speak. Mm -hmm. So that's just another, you know, crazy thing about being from everywhere. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's when, you know, you and I have spoken about, like, where you're from. I'm from everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. So seven years later, I went back home. And that was, that was just crazy that was great no that's beautiful right and then you're able to see your country
1: again because that's the thing like you said it's like a jail because you're not able to go away you're not able to go out so even if you wanted to then the process would start again and who would risk that right but Claudia what an amazing story thank you so much for sharing and we'll see each other again for the next one thank you so much thank Thank you. you